0: knew? The guy shoving me down on his dick would be so hot. Warning, this episode has explicit content not suitable for anyone under 18.
1: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Luis, a.k.a. Truth.com, a.k.a. Listen to My Shit. And today I have with me... Layla. Hi, right, Layla. Thank you for being with us.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so glad I'm here. I can't wait to get into this.
1: <laughs> now, Layla, can you tell my audience what your podcast about?
0: My podcast is about my sex life. If you listen to the intro, it says, "Let's get ready to talk about my sex life and explicit raunchy and everything in between and explicit raunchy detail. So I've just been um going on fun little sexual adventures, knocking things off my sex bucket list, and documenting all of that through a podcast that's now six and a half years old.
1: Nice. that's uh, congratulations on six and a half years. It's not easy to keep a podcast going that long
0: it's a lot of work <laughs> like we were just talking about yeah. yeah
1: so for those of you that don't know uh i will also be on layla's podcast the curious girl diaries podcast so there's going to be a lot of going back and forth of you said i said and if you go and listen to her podcast you'll know you'll get the full story
0: yep you get the big picture
1: to get started oh. We know you're very sexual, but we want to get started before that, before you got sexual. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your vanilla, quote unquote, life?
0: So I was just bumping along with my regular old, quote unquote, vanilla life. Thought I was doing pretty good. And um, I have always been much, very much a type A, extremely motivated. I'm like a dog with a bone. When I focus on something, it'll be really to the detriment of everything else going on around me. And I've been an entrepreneur all my life and I was really heavily thick into my business and it was kicking ass and I was doing great. And, you know, I just got the more, the better it did, the more entrenched and focused I became. And, um, that really became my identity. You know, it was about how much money I was making and how well I was doing and how many projects I had and, you know, things I owned and, that's all well and good, but it was really to the detriment of my personal life and people that wanted to date me, I really saw them as, you know, that was sort of like, like the work was my lover, you know, like anybody trying to get between me and that, that wasn't cool. And if anybody that wanted to take time away from that, that wasn't cool. And I, you know, and and so I defended that solitude and that work ethic, to the nth degree until I finally poked my head up one day and said, holy shit, I have not had sex in three and a half years. What the fuck am I doing? I need to stop wasting the pretty. I got to get out there and make some shit happen. So in true entrepreneurial style, I'm like, I got a problem. How am I going to solve it? And I came up with a game plan and a, and a uh, sex bucket list and said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to devote a year to, you know, overhauling my sex life, knocking thing, knocking these things off. And I'll have a podcast on the side that I do anonymously that documents everything that I'm doing. And I'm really curious about who I become at the end of all of this. And so that was the original intention. Just do it for a year and then go back to vanilla land.
1: Now you, I'm glad you touched on that because we are definitely going to talk about the sexual bucket list. When I saw that, I was like, this is amazing. I I need one of my own now, but touching on being anonymous you're not very anonymous now are you I am oh really
0: yes I am I have the pleasure
1: of seeing your face
0: you have the pleasure of a select few people that have ever actually seen me and know you know what I look like um I mean I do the closest I've gotten is you know like on my one of my social media profiles I have sort of like a partial obscured view of my face, but it's not front on. And, you know, I never put, po- I don't post pictures about myself every once in a while. I'll, I'll, I, I will admit I do sneak them in there. It'll be like a body shot. It'll be something like that where, And I just blend in with all the other stuff that's on my social media. And you don't know it's me. I never say, I never go hashtag me, <laughs> hashtag selfie. No, I have actually done this and grown this podcast without leveraging how I look in order to do it. So it's really been sort of a different formula because my whole idea was how can I do this and how, how can I make this a a sustainable model with people not knowing who I am? And so that's been the, you know, that was sort of the challenging question to move this forward after I decided after year one that I was going to keep it going after people saying, no, you can't, you know, you can't leave us. You can't disappear, you know? So yeah, it's been really interesting. I have to applaud you on that because I
1: feel, especially in today's generation, people want to put a face to the voice. And especially men, one of the things that drives them, we're very visual. Yeah. As a guy, I want to see who is talking. I want to see who's saying all these raunchy, dirty things because you get pretty explicit.
0: I have no filter. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. I was listening to one of your latest podcasts and I believe you are talking about using a toy before going out and I'm like who is this woman? I need to see this. So do you feel like your success has been hindered a little by being anonymous?
0: Not at all. You know what? And this is what I love. See, I love as an entrepreneur, you know, you don't follow the trends where you make your money and where you, you know, as you spot things, you see things in the trends that other people don't see and you capitalize on them. It's to the point where someone goes, damn, I wish I would have thought of that, you know, or why didn't I see that? And I really knew that the content stood on its own after a year. Like it wasn't, wasn't about me or the way I looked. And actually it was better that people didn't know how I looked because I am the girl next door. That's literally the persona. It's, it is, you know, that girl, you know, somebody that you just think, Oh, you know, unsuspecting, right. You wouldn't think she is leads this secret sex life. And, So I can be based on my voice. And this is what men tell me. Like they still get that satisfaction. They get to hear my voice. They like my voice. They like hearing a female be positive about sexuality and not be afraid to say they like it and express what they like about it. And in in their mind, I am who they visualize as the perfect woman.
1: You make a great point because, yeah, I get to put my own face, my own body to the voice. Yeah. You say that you don't usually use social media. You try to stay away from it. You don't show your face. I did hear this phrase from you, which I love, is hunting mode. So when you go in hunting mode, but without social media, how do you go about it?
0: When I'm hunting, like when I'm trying to meet guys? Yeah. When I'm on the hunt?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just use apps.
1: So you do dating apps and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So as long as you don't mix your personas, they don't know who they're hooking up with the diaries girl.
0: No, I actually do. I tell them that because I don't, again, you know, I don't have to, I I put, put the pictures on there. I actually am upfront about that because I definitely want them to know that, you know, they'll be talked about on my podcast. I will be talking about them. I feel like disclose, disclose, disclose. They don't have to come on the podcast, but I'll give them a nickname. I'm not going to give anything, you know, that identifies them uh, directly, but uh, general, you know, I'll generalize about them. And, um, you know, and and I will be talking about them. And I feel that it's better because I don't want anybody to be surprised or caught off guard, like, Oh, my gosh, wait a minute, you have a podcast, and you talked about me and what we did, that wouldn't be cool.
1: Now, have you felt any resistance when letting them know about the podcast, and it will be discussed?
0: It's not about the podcast that they don't that they have resistance to. It's about the other guys. It's about <laughs> me being non monogamous that they that they'll have resistance to or hearing a story about another guy or hearing another guy on the show with me that I'm intimate with. That's where it gets more dicey.
1: <laughs> now have you had anybody get infatuated with you to take it to the point where it just became uncomfortable?
0: I mean, yeah, you of course you get, you know, people I don't mind people expressing their emotions. Je- I think jealousy gets a bad rap. I think jealousy is a natural human emotion. If you like somebody, you're not always going to feel great about the fact that, you know, maybe someone else likes them. And there's varying degrees of that. You know, I mean, you can take it to extremes, right? When you're, when you know someone else is being intimate with the person that you care about. But, and I find, especially for guys, because they're territorial. So there's something different primal there going on, you know, that, that, I think it might be, it's, it's hard in a way that's different for if it's a woman. But again, I really found it sounds shocking, but when you're open and upfront with people out of the gate, they're like, okay. I mean, they'll find a way to sort of like make it work for them. And if it doesn't at any point, then, you know, you, you move on and, and they have to do what's best for them, you know, but this is, Again, when you're up front, like, hey, this is this is my jam. This is what I'm doing. And if you if you're going to be with me, this is part of it. You know, someone can accept it or not.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. That's what we discussed earlier. It's about accepting it, putting your cards on the table from the beginning. And this is who I am. You're going to take it or leave it. Now, you have been doing this for six years. Again, that's amazing but how has your dating life been? Have you actually had a long-term relationship this time, or have you just been focused on doing the podcast, doing the sexual adventure?
0: Yeah. My goal, I've had long-term partners throughout this process um, and, you know, various, like I'll have a primary partner and then, you know, you have other, what do you want to call them play partners or just more casual. Um, and that's been, you know, I, I love having, you know, somebody that I'm in love with. I love being in love and, that all that fun stuff. And yeah, I mean, why, why not have it all? You know, why not have all that?
1: And how have they felt about it? Like, did you because I'm sorry, 300 episodes is a little too many to go through. But how have they uh, felt about the podcast? Did you change your approach and just became uh, monogamous? You know, how did it affect the show and, and, and the sex life itself?
0: I haven't been monogamous the whole six and a half years. So I haven't actually gone back to that
1: so saying that, have you dabbled in like cook holding something that we're very into in this podcast, at least speaking for myself?
0: Do you know, it's really funny. I That's been on my list. Like, I would love to do that. I just haven't found somebody that, you know, you got to have someone that's into that. Funny story is in the very, very beginning, I did. I, I was with a guy and he was into that. And we started to sort of do that. And it was he didn't want to he wasn't physically there, but he would get real excited. And and when I say we I haven't actually done that, what I I guess I what I should say is I stumbled into it. So I didn't do it. (laughs) It wasn't intentionally. He told me that's what he was into. In the very beginning, I didn't even know what the fuck that word meant. Like I had to go Google it and look it up. And then I was like, At first, I was like, oh, my God, he must not like me. He wants me to fuck other guys. I don't understand. But I liked him so much. He was so hot. I was like, okay, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm into that. I was lying through my teeth because I had no idea what it really entailed. So as we get going and, you know, as we get going, and I'm just like, I just like you, just like me, you know. (laughs) And as we get going, he's I would be like, okay, I'm going to see this guy tonight. You know, and he'd run all the details and he'd see me. He's like, Oh, he looks so pretty. And da da, da, da da. and then, and then I'd be in the middle of fucking this guy. My phone would be blowing up and he would be melting down. And then I would be like, Oh my God. You might get out of there. Like he's, he's like left me 10 messages and he's freaking out. And I sent him all these pictures and now he's upset. And I was just like, I'm a terrible person. This is (laughs) what the fuck is going on. I mean, I was shocked and odd. Like this, you know, I felt bad. Like I had done something wrong. And, and then he would be like, you know, I guess my dick's too small. You just don't, you don't care about me. And Like he would go through this whole cycle and then he'd come back up again. You know, it's like, everything's fine. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Last night I thought you were like going to fling yourself off a bridge. You sounded so down and now you're like, it's, Oh, this is great. You know what I'm mean? like? I didn't understand. Like that's his cycle. Like that, The comp- I didn't understand. I didn't know the word compersion. I didn't understand that erotic jealousy. I didn't know. So he wasn't really good, I guess, at like prepping me. And to his credit, you know, I fucking lied and said, yeah, fuck <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm a pro, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know what I'm doing. I did not know what I was doing at all. So um, anyway, we're still friends to this day. It's funny. We're still fr- Yeah. I mean, he's like one of the guys like and the, we're, I, we're still like good friends, you know, have a nice sexual charge and energy. Um, but I realized, OK, After going through that, then as I got to know myself better, now I know and understand what the elements are and why that is so appealing and how I would actually do that now, you know, versus then where I was like, didn't even know you know what the fuck
1: a cuck was well i shared with you that that was more or less my same experience when i described what i like to a girl and she called me a cuck and i was offended like how dare you but you touched on two great points so i'm gonna get on the first one uh my experience when bringing up the idea of cuck holding is that a woman would say exactly what you said oh you don't like me you want to share me you want somebody else to have sex with me so that one resonated with me because I sat here going like, no, no, it's because I like you that I want you to do it.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's a big one for anybody listening out there. And if your partner has brought it up or if you guys are maybe thinking about it more often than not, it's because they like you that they want to share you. So just to keep in mind, obviously discuss it between yourselves, but do Try not to think that he doesn't like you and that's why he's doing it. Cause part of the cucking for me at least is like I said it before, it's that I, I need the emotion. I won't just do it with the random girl I don't care about. So and then second is I kind of experienced something similar to what he did. I don't have a jealousy kink. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I'm learning things every day. But I did have an experience where she went to a hotel room to meet up with the guy. And this was when I first like really got into it and she wasn't replying to me she didn't tell me when she got there and afterwards she broke it down to me but in my head when it was going on i was like this is not what i want she's doing it wrong like maybe she didn't even go she actually likes this guy i was freaking out i wasn't sending any texts i wasn't saying anything but inside i was like what did i do because i like this girl and i'm sitting here like I fucked up. So I can kind of understand where he was coming from because it is very scary, especially when you first start. You're like, what is going on? So, yeah, no, I definitely understand what he was doing. Now, since you guys are still good friends, do you have you spoken to him about this? Like, did he get better
0: at holding, like going through with it? I think he's gotten better about a lot of things. I, you know, both of us are real big kind of sexual journey and, you know, realizing a lot about it, expressing ourselves through our sexuality and just having fun with it and really exploring. And he's been on that same, you know, trajectory and done a lot. Been, you know, had a lot of open relationships and been in a relationship with him and his girlfriend with another couple. And, you know, I mean, he's getting out there with it. I'm like, good for you. You know, so no, I mean. um. He's really grown. And I think when he, at that point, like it really wasn't the right time for him emotionally to be doing that. Like, and now he's just got a better handle on it. You know, like he understands what that evokes in him and like I just was I just really was not ready for the the bomb you know that went off afterwards I didn't know that was part of it that's part of you know his cycle you yeah. know how he goes through it and, and processes it and it just threw me off you know like, I didn't know you know I mean am I supposed okay am I supposed to like keep should I tell you you're worthless now or should I embrace you like what is it what do you want you know, like fuck, I don't
1: know now, have you experienced that? Have you experienced that where now you're into something? Because you did state that you you dipped your toes little by little and now you really like things. And you also stated earlier in this conversation that you stumbled upon it. Now, is there anything that you stumbled upon or maybe lightly dipped your toes in that you're like, this is my thing now? I You know, I perfected it and it's my go to.
0: I don't know if I, well, it's not that I perfected it. It's the one revelation that like, again, I had no idea about. I had no idea how much I would love BDSM. I just mm. had no clue. Zero. I, I, it was on my list. Like, I just want to try a few things like, you know, generic stuff. Like, oh, I want to be handcuffed, blindfolded, bang, blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical <laughs> like baby steps, the baby stepper you know, into, you know, BDSM and I, because I really didn't know and understand what it was about. And so I got introduced to that by someone who did know what it was about and who really led me through it. And holy shit, like probably one of the biggest shifts in me personally as an adult woman to date, you know, I mean, one of the biggest impacts, it's been one of the things that's impacted me the most as a, as a grown up. And um, just taught me so much about myself. Blows me away, you know. Still, even that you stumble on these great growth opportunities through a sex act or through (laughs) or something that's that's surrounded, you know, centered around sexuality. And it's been like blowing my mind. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Now, if you don't mind, if it's not too personal, could you share with us your safe word?
0: I can't. (laughs) Okay. No. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. Just thought I'd ask. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No. I uh, can't.
0: I'll tell you, it's not pineapple. Yeah, see, because
1: that, that's everybody's go-to, you know, pineapple, pineapple. And me and my girlfriend, we have an inside joke regarding that, so we have our own safe word. And I was like, let's just yeah. find out because yeah, that's usually uh, everybody's uh, go-to. Now, you said you, yeah. you, know, you never even thought about BDSM, which is okay. But before this journey, was there anything you were adamant that you weren't going
0: to do? Like you're like, I'm not even attempting this, and now you're game for it? Like tons of stuff. If you listen to my <laughs> podcast from the very, this is what I love about it's what I, the, the the podcast is actually just. It's truly a. It's a. It is a diary of my whole journey and exploration and expansion of me as a sexual person and all the stuff I get into. What I take away from it you know, the people that I encounter and have these relationships with and their shit, my shit, you know, um, not, not, not referring to scat play when I say that I'm talking about <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> I don't, that is a, that is a hard limit for me. It's just something I'm, you know, not, not that interested in. Um, one of the things that I say now is I just never say never anymore because if you listen to me and like year one and even up to year two, I mean, I'm still professing like, I I will never do that. And that is not, I will not like that. And no, 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 no. And then fast forward a year after me recording that and putting it up there for everyone to hear. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know why I didn't like face-fucking. It's the best thing on the planet. I fucking love it. I can't live without it. There you go. Who knew? The guy shoving me down on his dick would be so hot. You know, like.
1: (laughs) I mean, you feel like all my audience, all the guys just raising their hand like we did. We've been trying this for years. (laughs)
0: I know. I'm telling you, I was one of those women. It was like I was adamant. Like, do not think you're going. You know, I hated it. It's like so. You know, you hate that when a guy takes your head and tries. You're like, fucker. Do you want some teeth, or do you want me to do this? What do you want?
1: Hey, you never know. That might be their <laughs> <That's> kink. <you. laughs>
0: Just, like, we could do this the easy way or the hard way. <laughs> you know, so- um, but yeah, I used to hate that. Like it was like fucking do don't do that. You know what I what I didn't understand about that was it's not that I didn't that I didn't like it. I didn't like the person the person that was doing it no. hadn't earned the right to do it. Yeah. They didn't have my permission. And that's why I didn't like it because they just assumed and you know, and and you knew and you felt that it was very one sided as they were doing it. Um, or trying to do it for those few seconds before I stop them, you know, it just wasn't about me. BDSM is all about, you know, the dynamic between you and your partner and the power exchange going on. And you always, it's consent driven. You have to be meticulous and very careful about everything you talk about up front. You know, you can't really leave any stone unturned or that should be your intention. And so because of that, you you'll end up having this incredibly bonded, very deep sexual experience with someone who can take you deeper than you've ever gone in your life. And I really just didn't even know sex could be that amazing and bonding and everything that, you know, I'd always heard about. I just thought, "Eh, I mean, I guess I like sex and I do like sex, but I don't know what they're talking about over there. I mean, I guess I don't think I go. I, I really thought it was me. I was like, I just don't connect to people that deeply. No,
1: I understand that part because, again, when I did start looking into cuckolding, holding, you know, a lot of people think when you willingly share your partner, you don't care about them. And like I said it earlier, no, I, I want to see them shared because I care about them. But also I've read and I've talked to people that have told me that when they finally decided to go along with their partner after they brought it up, it was because they realized how much pleasure it brought their partner. So in a sense, it brought them together because, yeah, I'm, satisf- I'm satisfying my husband while satisfying this other man, but in, ultimately it's my husband who I'm satisfying and it's just another sexual act without doing the act with him.
0: Yeah, it's a like you said, it's about satisfying its the needs in your partner and that's why, you know, so when I'm with when I'd be with my dominant and he would be face fucking me, I mean, the best thing in the world was for him to just use me like a dirty little slut and fill me with cum and do whatever he wanted because he got pleasure out of that. And for me to be able to be the, the, the one, the source of all that pleasure. And I knew that, you know, we were bonded. It wasn't like, it's not a casual thing. What I got out of that was like, whoa, again, that just blew me away and it tapped into all of my, the sides of me that are really feminine where I don't have to be in that business mode. And I could just enjoy being a woman and I could enjoy making him feel like a man. And nothing turns me on more than to know that I make my man feel like a fucking man. And that right there, just that does it for me, like from head to toe. So that's what I can get. Those are the levels I can get through BDSM.
1: See, and that's great because you do hear a lot of women that go, I like a manly man. You know, I, somebody that makes me feel protected. And if you could just help amplify that by making your man feel like a man-man. I mean, geez, it sounds like a win-win. Now, it is. after doing this for, you know, six years, I would imagine that you've, you know, you've learned a lot. Now, I don't know exactly how you decide who you sleep with or not. But do you now find yourself teaching more than you were learning? when it comes to being with men?
0: No, I don't think so. I don't know what I mean, I, I feel like everybody that I am with, and that I interact with, we're both teaching each other, you know, mm-hmm. and to kind of go back to my, um my business philosophy is, uh, I followed uh, Jim Rohn, and he's just a really big business philosopher, you know, like you, he he's, passed away now, but you know, he's one of the greats, one of the great legends. And he always said, stay a student of the game. And in my business life, that meant, you know, you always have to be learning because it's always changing. Your environment's always changing. There's new stuff. And it, what the minute you think you know it all, that's when you're going to get your ass handed to you. Yeah. And so I always stayed with that mentality and with within the sexual context, it's really the same. I mean, your sex life, this is the interesting thing is that people don't like look at everything in your life. That's always changing, evolving, and growing, and there's nothing staying constant, but we sort of forget that our sex life is its own thing. Like, and it is doing the same thing, regardless of whether you're engaging with it or not, it's there. And so it should be, always be something that you know it doesn't have to get boring and dull and stagnate because if you're always kind of staying in this wonderment of it and a student of the, with that student of the game mentality that there's always something new to learn, something new to explore a new partner. That's going to teach you something that, you know, that it really is always evolving and changing and interesting and exciting. And so, you know, to, to your question, no, I never feel like, I never feel like that. I feel like we're all just kind of on the learning continuum with it. And it's just fun and interesting to interact.
1: So having said all that, you you stated being a sub. Do you ever play the dominant? Uh,
0: I definitely have that dominant side um, for sure. And in the very beginning, I thought, you know, there were guys that I saw that I I wanted. I had fantasies and um, I actually have a blog and I wrote up some of those fantasies on the blog about how, you know, like, with the cucking stuff it really more came out with like it was directed mostly towards the guy on my show his name is clark he's the he's the guy that i was referencing earlier that um was into cuckolding and clark is his nickname everybody gets a nickname um (laughs) and uh so he you know he brought out that that dominant, you know, like I wanted to tease him and all that stuff, you know, he brought that out in me, but tr- honestly as I've explored like where I feel just again like the most feminine and womanly is really in, you know, with the dominant partner. Okay. I can for fun, I can I can definitely put that hat on like i wear that like no problem
1: you kind of touched on why i'm bringing it up because you said you kind of did it there and that was my thing like do you ever find a guy or have you ran across a guy that you're like i want to try things with him that he hasn't tried like i want to be the one that teaches them that you kind of touched on that but if you have any more stories regarding that we'd love to hear them
0: i mean you know (laughs) this just popped in there so i'll throw it out there the the i don't know that i'm teaching anybody i seem to be a lot of guys like first anal experience i don't know why like they can't like women don't like anal i guess or like, it gets like harder for them to come across women that want to try or do anal so i'll end up I, i've taken a lot of anal virginity how about that
1: there you go well that's <laughs> awesome as a guy we appreciate you i, I feel like i can speak for uh most of us
0: I uh, thank you I'm, I'm out there doing the good work you know
1: yeah you really are ladies <laughs> uh take heed <laughs> no but you've yep. learned a lot about your sexuality which is awesome I mean, we will continue that but i want to know about this uh has your tall girl syndrome which i hope you can describe to our listeners has all this that you've learned in the six years helped you with that
0: no it's it's made it worse
1: <laughs> okay so can you please tell my audience what it is and why it made it worse
0: It's tall girl syndrome is just, I'm tall. You know, I mean, you can see me like I'm tall and I'm thin and it's, I, but even, even that it's not about like what the scale says. It's like, I need a big tall guy to, otherwise it's like arms and legs and everything going everywhere. You know, like a guy that's big, my size, like tries to pick me up and it's like, "Mm." you know what I mean? Like it's not a tall guy just comes and scoops me up and Puts me on his dick and bounces me on his dick. and it's like, and I'm like, oh, I'm so tiny, I'm so small. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yes. I don't, Okay, so I can't get that same effect when a guy is my height, and you know, and also, it's this primal thing. Like, you want to, you know, the cave woman. She's like, she's picking out the best DNA, like. It, You know, like who's the tall guy that's going to take down these saber-toothed tigers? If you know, if if we, they're it's coming after us. I don't have to worry about who can run the fastest to get out of there. Like he's going to defend me, and so (laughs) I just, I just like taller men. You know, like I need them. Yeah, I need them to be tall for me to feel just how I feel more feminine.
1: So, do you feel like it's been harder for you to find the taller men than men that are willing to just play? In general,
0: it is. So my criteria is very narrow, right? Because I'm looking for a guy that's a certain height. And then and you're automatically you're ruling out. I mean, most men aren't that tall. Most most women aren't as tall as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just so yeah, a lot of times I have partners that are, you know, like I'll cheat, like I say, six, two is my minimum. Sometimes I'll cheat and I'll be like six foot six one. I will say it does something different when I'm with a really tall guy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like if there's a tall man in the room, I mean, I'm like, boop, 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 boop. my radar is a ding. Today, when I went through Trader Joe's checkout line, the guy that was the checker guy. Oh, my God. He was tall and he was flirting with me. And I was just like, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I am the worst at like flirting and I don't know how to do it. That's why I just need, I need the man to be the pursuer. Like literally don't, please don't leave it up to me to like start, spark this. Yeah. You know, if you like me, come and get me because I'm so awkward. It feels so awkward to me to be the one that's like the aggressor, you know? (laughs) And
1: and I find it funny because uh, like you said, you're so awkward when it comes to like meeting the guys or approaching them and and getting initiated. But I just get the sense, and I'm sure you can cooperate this with me, that when it comes to in the bed, you've got the confidence, right?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Night and day. It's just that weird, awkward, like little, like, I don't know, how do I flirt with someone? How do I, you know, I I know it sounds bizarre, but fortunately, I mean, here's what's nice about being female. And I know all the women are like, they're going to be nodding their heads. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah is that men usually are the pursuers, you know, and so you get to kind of sit back a little bit and let the guys come to you. And that's nice, you know, and I've, I've been spoiled that way. So like, even on my, you know, like on all my, you know, like dating apps and things we were talking about, like, I, I don't, I just don't reach out to guys. I mean, very, very seldom where I'll be the first one to say, you know, make, be the initiator. Yeah, I just am like, yeah, they'll find me.
1: <laughs> now, since you are very open with your sexuality, which is awesome, I know a lot of girls have a what do you call it—a thirty-day rule or a three-month rule. Now, does that apply with you also, or do you want to get to the meat of the action as soon as possible?
0: No, it doesn't apply to me. Um, only because. I, yeah, I know what my intention is and it's the sexual natures and I'm comfortable with that. And what I like to do is have, you know, what I call friends with benefits. And I genuinely mean emphasis on the friends. Like if I don't like you or find some redeeming quality about you or wouldn't want to sit and just chat with you for an hour because you're interesting, there's no way you're going to get your dick in me. Hmm. And so there's fun stuff to do, but if we've established, if I've established that there's chemistry and you're interesting and we're on the same page about what we want to do. And usually the bucket list is great because people are like, I'll check that one off with you. Can I do that one?
1: I'm coming to that bucket it's, list. I'm saving that to the end.
0: It's fun. It's an icebreaker, right? So people, so it really kind of bonds you and facilitates like what your common goal together is and the reason that you guys are hanging out. And um, and so it just, you know, it's fun. I mean, yeah, I don't have like, I mean, and I'm ca- these are casual, like, I consider these people friends and you will do stuff other than sex, but it predominantly revolves around sex.
1: I totally get it. Now you yep. mentioned that you're a businesswoman; you got that business mentality and then you're open with your sexuality. Have you combined the two with only fans?
0: I, my feeling about only fans is I don't see it as a, I see it as a means to an end. So, you know, for me in business, I'm always thinking about the end point, like, where am I steering the ship? Where am I going? What's, what am I trying to accomplish with this? And I don't see OnlyFans as like a long-term sustainable thing because eventually for women, they will age out of it. And I don't also see that, um, you know, just having the OnlyFans, there's other things you'd have to, you have to do to really propel like that revenue stream. And I, I, I don't see it again, like I said, being a long term sustainable model. I like things that are big impact for, you know, (laughs) versus the work ratio, right? Mm. And those hats off to those women. They are fucking hustling, right? They are. It's really, really, really a hustle. And I don't have any problem with them wanting to capitalize and monetize what they got. No problem. It's just not for me, you know, and I felt like, And again, I tend to be somebody that when I see people running in a certain direction, I go the opposite because then the, usually when you're finding out about something, the market's already saturated and a little flooded and you're kind of late to the game, you know? And I just, again, I don't think it's, um, I think you can use it as it, I, you know, I would say use it and know where you're going from there. That shouldn't be your big picture. It should be, this is going to facilitate what, Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably not going to be retirement. Yeah. So in the sense that it's not, how can you leverage it to get to the next step or then from there to the next step that's going to get you where you ultimately want to go at the end of the day?
1: It's a great point. Um, Just like you said, when people are running a certain direction, it's already saturated. There's a great quote when it comes to the stock market. You buy the rumor, you sell the news. Once it makes it to the news, then you know that your chances of getting in or, you know, it's really hard you're you know it's it's a great point on that and then second yeah. like you said it's a stepping stone and it is a, a hustle the way only works is people can't just randomly find you like instagram and other social medias like you have to put your name out there for somebody to get to you yeah and i've known a couple of girls that have tried to open an only fans or well, they i mean they've started one but the success has been damn near nothing because nobody's finding them and a lot of people still want to stay anonymous and you really really have to work for that so i completely get what you're saying
0: yeah it's not a um like i said it's not you know it's not a good model and again it needs to sort of self-operate and be you know repeatable where where there's a point where you can step away from it and with only fans like you are it yeah. you are it's you that has to constantly be, you know, producing the content. So, you know, you've locked yourself into a time, a time for a paycheck model, which is very much what, you know, you're you get as a w2 worker so i don't really consider that necessarily entrepreneurialism you know it's it's a little different but again i mean i I just think if you're smart about it and you know what you've got in front of you then leverage the fuck out of it yeah and understand that you know it can be part of the big picture
1: totally get it that makes sense so we've been teasing my audience there we go we've been teasing my audience this whole podcast about the sexual bucket list and i feel like i've been waiting for this so let's get into that so I'm going to ask you about each one of them. You're going to tell me if you've done it. And then um, okay. if you can tell me a little bit about it. So we're going to start with the first one, which is the threesome. No. Oh, is there a particular reason why that? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, you, the I put first the...
0: Thing you, the first thing you zero, on, <laughs> you zero in on is my total failure and flop and my arch nemesis of what's on my bucket list is the threesome because I have tried several times and I swear to God, I'm cursed. I have the threesome curse and now you just made it worse. And I think by bringing it up,
1: I asked that one first. Cause I genuinely thought that'd be like the most like vanilla. One. No
0: shit. Like, basic right like this is basic training rails like you cannot call yourself like as sexually out there as you are as if you haven't even done this bare minimum no i haven't done it.
1: oh wow okay uh any particular story you want to share with us of like a failed one or it just hasn't even got to that point
0: i mean i have either it's either me chickening out and bailing or me nitpicking the other people involved like he's hot she's not she's hot he's not whatever i mean it's i can't find the right like thing and now i have a partner and i even like i'm like you do the heavy lifting <laughs> you put up a profile you find the guys screen them and he's, like, complaining about these fuckwits that he has to talk to, like, these guys. And I'm like, welcome to my world. What do you – yes, thank you. The shit – he called me one day. He's like, I just I, – I, you know, he was losing it. You know, he's like, these fuckers, I, I can't stand talking to these guys. They're just so dumb, you know, and I'm like –
1: yeah you know what i've experienced yeah. with that because we've i've tried cooking and what i've learned from the girls that i was with that were out looking for somebody is that the guys were getting offered a chance to come fuck but they just wanted to talk dirty so what i'm thinking is they were just sitting there masturbating and they just wanted somebody to help them get off right away and so i could definitely understand and just imagine what he must have gone through and you said because I caught that. I'm trying to be observant. You said, find the guys. Are you looking for male, male, female? Is that your go-to threesome?
0: I want the first one I want to have. So with him, you know, he's trying to find another guy. Yeah, I want I want two men on me. I want all the attention. I mean, I have this big thing in my head. Like, the first thing I'll tell another guy, if he's going to be part of this is, now you understand, like, I am the star of the show. This is my <laughs> dream. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. I want, and I'm very clear, like I want, um, I want DP, I want DVP. And so you cannot be in any way weird about swords touching or any of that stuff <laughs> because it's going to happen. And I want it to happen inside me, deep inside me. So, you know, if you're not okay with that, if you just want to be on one end while he's in on the other, not going to happen. You're not pulling a train on me. This is about me. <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. No, I mean, that totally makes sense. And I'm glad you found somebody that is actually done with that because most guys that I know are just like, nope, there's not going to be another man in there. Exactly what you said. What if the swords touch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard no. This one, I'm pretty sure you already did. Dominated since you've been.
0: Oh, Yeah. God, I can't get enough of that. Jesus.
1: (laughs) Okay. That was quick. Have you been restrained? That was on the bucket list. Okay. And how did that go your first time?
0: It's really, really interesting because it's very intricate. So when someone's doing, you know, the tying, they're, they're doing like a breast harness or, you know, and they're restraining you, it's, you have to have someone that knows what they're doing. It's, it's very intimate while he's standing there right in front of you, working this thing out. On you, you know, just like you're face to face, and he's doing all this stuff, and he's, and and he's touching you, and you know, and you're getting light touches, and and he's making sure that everything's spaced properly, and nothing's being pinched, and you feel like very cared for and swaddled <laughs> like a baby, <laughs> like like a baby blanket. Like, <laughs> okay. And, and <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't remember what it was like <laughs> to be swaddled as baby, but if I could go back in my memory banks, I might tie into this. Right. But so, but the point is, it's very comforting, you know. And you just feel—I don't know—you feel safe and protected and loved. Mm. And and and, like I said, because it takes a while too for him to, f- you know, finish this intricate design. And like women, we like, oh my God, here's a guy showering you with all this attention, and it's affectionate and it's. Um, You know, done with your care in mind. Oh, I love it. And then when you're in it, I mean, that's just getting there. And then when you're in it, oh, my God. He could just use that and fuck you how he wants. And oh, yeah, it's hot. Oh,
1: it sounds like it. And, you know, it's funny enough. You're the third interview back to back to back that I've had where this has been brought up, and as somebody that likes to believe that is very open sexually, I had never even crossed my mind. But now, after hearing you and hearing the guys, because the two were guys, I'm like, huh, maybe it is time to go buy some rope.
0: It's really hot. It's really hot, yeah.
1: I do hear that it's expensive, though, and it depends on the rope. It's got to be treated. It's, it's a lot of work that goes into it, right?
0: Well, I don't know. I kind of think Home Depot is your best friend on this one. I don't oh. think you have to buy any, from my recollection, you don't have to buy any special rope. I mean, it should be soft. Like, feel it. I know there's rope that's rougher, right? So, and that's the other thing. When you feel the rope, like, looping through as he's making a tie, it's... It, and how it pulls it, it's soft on your skin. Mm-hmm. And it, so that's another part that's very arousing and exciting, you know, yeah. and yeah.
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it should be soft. It should be soft. Like if you wouldn't want it on your dick, then you don't want to put it on her.
1: All right, You heard it, fellas. No twine. Damn it.
0: <laughs> that's right. No twine.
1: So unless you're into that. We have another semi-vanilla one. And I'm actually, when, I almost didn't put this one. Even though you did mention it, because I was like, how does that not happen? Usually it happens during doggy style. You hadn't been spanked before you started this journey, or did you have a different kind of spanking in mind?
0: I'm talking about, you know, some serious spanking. I'm talking about, like, I mean, you know, yeah, you could be doing doggy style and the guy's like, tap, tap, tap. (laughs) You know, I'm talking about, like, I'm talking about being spanked because you're being spanked, not because there's anything else going on you are getting a spanking.
1: So you've been left with like those tomato cheeks and just bright red.
0: Yes. Handprints, welts, marks. Yeah.
1: How was that? Like, how is your pain tolerance? Cause I'm, that is one of those things I feel like I can't do. I'm not very great with pain.
0: See, I know I would have thought the same thing. <laughs> it's just, it's not so much. It's about the sting of it. Mm. And how like what you get when that starts happening. It's like Pavlov's dog. Like, you know, <laughs> something good's coming. And you and so your body starts, the way your body reacts, gives you away. Like, I didn't really know that I liked it until I knew that I liked it. It just was like, whoa, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm liking this. It's just... I don't know there, you know, when they say there's, there's pleasure in pain, there is pleasure in pain. There you
1: go. Blindfolded. Have you been blindfolded?
0: Yes. It's not my favorite because I'm so visual. I like to see what is going on. I love to look at my partner and see all that manliness, you know, and like, also I love like, I'm, I love to look and watch it go in and out. Mm. Just as much as he does, yeah. like that's my big. <laughs> if I need to get over the hump, you know, like I'm close to coming, and I, all I need to do is like look and see some like in and out action. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like like that, that gets me going. So I'm just, I'm very visual. But um, I will say this: when you are blindfolded, it, you know, you really do feel. Um, you have to be trust the other person, and um, and your senses are heightened. So, um, you know, I, I've done it. I just, and I do li lo- I do enjoy, I, there's some things about it. I definitely enjoy, but I still prefer to be able to see. <laughs>
1: there you go. Now I feel we've talked about these two and I think you crossed these off at the same time being dominant and like, cucking, right?
0: Dominant and cooking.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Cause you did that with uh, Mark. I believe that's his nickname. So we can cross those out. Now this one is one I'm looking forward to cause I've never done sex parties.
0: Yes. Sex parties are so much fun. Oh my gosh. I can't, I highly recommend them. And just it's don't, you don't have to really even go with any expectations. I I had a lot of expectations in the beginning and I was like, Oh, okay, wait a minute. I need to reframe this whole thought. But, um, you know, when you're around people with the right energy and you're in, you know, you're at a sex party and people are having sex all over the place around you, it's hot. It really, it's, it's, it's erotic and you can decide you could just be a voyeur and sort of tap into that side, or you can totally get involved. I mean, you can go all the way and swap partners and, you know, have a big old orgy or you can, um, do, you know, do what I've done is mostly focused on my partner and me. We're doing our thing. But what I realized is how much I love being watched. Mm. And I didn't know this didn't know this until I was there. So I went there for one thing and through that I found another thing that totally wasn't even on my radar. Like, Oh my God. Yes. These people watching me and him and I get it on fucking hot. Yeah. Love it.
1: That sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about being watched, even though I would love to watch. But, I mean, I won't know till I go, right? That's that's what I'm taking from this.
0: Yeah, I mean, just go, if you're there with with a good partner and you, you guys are just like, you don't have an expectation per se. It's just like, let's just see, you know, and be open to whatever. I mean, it may just be observing, you know, and and then you go back or whatever. But you'll be surprised at what you, you know, just what you learn and get to experience. And it's it's going to be fun. You know, if, if you're there with the right person, it'll be fun no matter what.
1: No, again, this one made me laugh when i heard you say it but more oh. so because i have something similar i've never had an asian girl and if you watch the movie um the wedding crashers it's, it's kind of a joke inside the movie where he goes it was my first asian so i always joked about that uh-huh. when i met my girlfriend i told her i've never had an asian so it's even a running joke with me and her so when i heard you say black man i was like okay i can feel it because the bucket list would be a asian woman have you marked that one off the list?
0: Yes, I have a few times.
1: Was it everything you were expecting?
0: um yeah, I mean, I definitely the the guy that uh I you know was seeing there for a while he had a huge dick, I mean, huge, and it was hard to get your get it in your mouth. I mean like that big and, um Damn. it was yeah. I mean, there's, it's, you know, I say this all the time. Like, I feel like women need to explore. It doesn't have to be with your, but different toys, different sizes, different stimulations, because our, like, the way we're wired, we have so many erogenous zones and so many different ways to have an orgasm and with all the different sensations there, it feels totally different when you are fully filled up, you know, <laughs> and like I'm, circumference wise and girth wise, I mean, like when like you're, it's like, whoa, that's a different sensation. And it, it's rubbing and touching different things, you know, that where you wouldn't feel that and you and I, I know it sounds funny, but like literally like you can just learn about where all your erogenous zones are, the more you play around and experience different sizes and shapes and you know, all that. And then you take that and you can mimic that with your partner. He doesn't have to have the right dead on right dick, but you can, you can get there because you understand better how, how and what you need. And you know, women, I think women, this is exciting for women because the more, the the better that they're, you know, more comfortable with their own bodies and they know this, the better sex they're going to be able to have with their partner.
1: See, I'm glad you touched on that because I, I was going to mention that in my experiences, I've met a lot of girls that claim they don't like masturbating. So let alone using toys. And that always blew my mind. Uh oh. I like I, I said it to you earlier. I love masturbating sometimes more than even fucking. I explained my reasons. Yeah. But like when they told me that I'm like, really? And the first thing that ran across my mind was a joke. Like, man, why would how could you think anybody's going to want to fuck you when you don't fuck yourself? But on top of that, everything you're saying makes sense. And that would be my argument. I mean, I, I would be being a pervert if I told the girl, hey, no, just go masturbate, because for some reason, I like the idea of that. But yeah, I, yeah, everything you're saying makes sense. What would you say to a girl that says she doesn't like masturbating or using toys?
0: It's your body. like It's there to really, like, that pleasure is really for you. And it's 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 a lot to put on someone's shoulders for them to just intuitively know how you're wired, especially if you don't know how you're wired. It's to your benefit <laughs> yes. to get in there, have some fun, get some toys. And, and if you don't want to do it alone, just do it with your partner. I mean, you can make it that much more fun. But I really feel like if you honestly cannot be comfortable masturbating, then you've got some some there's going to be some things holding you back sexually, whatever it is that's stopping you there while you're alone it's certainly going to be amplified with a partner and um you know I, I i question whether or not you're really getting you're going to be able to get satisfaction out of sex
1: there you go that makes a lot of sense and lastly on the bucket list did you master squirting i did how that just i mean as a guy i don't know how a girl functions fully
0: so again and so one of the things i found by like really like masturbating and having guys with different sizes and girths and lengths and you know you get in there and you feel all these different pressure points and what it does and um so the first time I did it was with a partner and he knew he could make me do it and I was like oh come on whatever (laughs) really Jesus you know I was like this guy's full of himself what the fuck and sure enough like the first time we were ever together there was not a dry spot on that bed I was so glad that was that was when I was doing the thanks very much. I'm putting my pants up, pull my pants up while my legs are still shaking from all the orgasms I've had. And I'm like, I'm out of the, I'm outie. Bye. And, um, uh, he's like, you can stay. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That's your, that's your bed right there. Find a dry spot and see it. I'll see you later. Um, and, and I actually just really, the truth was I had to get the fuck out of there. Cause I, I had to process like what the fuck just happened. <laughs> How is it possible that this man knows my body better than I do? Like I, I really needed to go and think like, <laughs> cause this guy rocked, this guy just rocked my world yeah. and I don't get my world rocked very often. And, um, and so You know, so I was, and I ended up being. Consequently, I ended up being with him for three and a half years. So it only it only got better and more intense. But um, and then I started to realize, okay, you know, like I have this one dildo that when I'm, you know, using it a certain way that I can squirt. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's without a man. Yeah, it's without someone doing it with their fingers. And so, you know, it's just self exploration. Like I, I think every woman can do it. And again, you have to really like every woman can have a G spot orgasm. You know, you just have to sit there and really play around with yourself and make it happen. Like I literally like locked myself in my room and I'm like, I am not coming out of this goddamn room until I have a G spot orgasm. Period. Damn. (laughs) I I, I had Cosmo and I was reading the article and I'm like, it says this, this, and this. And I was on my bed and it took about 30 minutes. And then I finally did it, but I had to relax and get in the right headspace and like, breathe a lot you know like (laughs) it was it was like you know do some like Kundalini breathing and you know i mean i really got into it yeah i know it sounds funny right but and i almost think like that stuff you know like that stuff you gotta do by yourself you gotta do some self-exploration yeah
1: oh yeah no definitely yeah like i said i if i could i would and i think i kind of do advocate for it you know um, I know yeah. what I like. I know what feels good. And then I know how my pace. So next time I'm with my girl, I know, you know what I can give her the sensation, what works for stopping it, all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It, it only makes sense. Now that's the end of the bucket list yeah. I have here, but have you added anything since? Because this is, I heard this in one of your earlier episodes. So it's been quite a while. Have you added anything to it?
0: Yeah. I, um, it's more about like I've expanded on gotten a little more specific. um, And you know moved some of the things that are like still lingering like the threesome that just gets carried (laughs) over it's always like it's my it's my fucking walk of shame i swear to god like if i could just i almost feel like just fuck i'll do it i'll do it with anybody like i just want to say i've done it god damn it you know like i mean i'm joking no of course but it's really gotten to be this it's gotten to be this thing and i it's like this i feel like it's a mental hurdle now um But yeah, no, just, I, it's more about like adding, I've gotten real more specific. Like it was like general and now it's like, okay, I want this specific type of role play or I want, um, you know, this build, somebody built this way, you know, I've gotten, I've crossed a lot off. So, um, but I always, but that's the thing is there's always more to add to it. Yeah. There's it, there's no lack of source of inspiration because I can go and have one experience and be like, holy shit, I, I need to investigate that more. Like I had no idea that would turn me on. And it, it just blew me away, you know, it, during that experience. So I need to, I need to get deeper into that.
1: No. Yeah. going back to squirting, you did mention the guy said, I can make you squirt so if you were to ask me that would be that guy's signature move you know you want to squirt you call him do you have a signature move something that if a guy wanted it done right he'd call Layla. oh
0: my gosh well i want to say no and here's why because i feel like it's just i am my own i am the signature move it's layla (laughs) like (laughs) when i show up it's it's the full experience because I want to make a man feel like a man. Like I know how to tap into things, you know, um, I don't want to say exploit a little bit, but you know, (laughs) I know where I have leverage and it's a full experience. I do not want it to just be one thing because I know I'm good at a lot of things. I really actually feel like, I am and I know I am. But um my I'll tell you what my newest thing is that I'm super um into because as a sexual person like I will go and take a class like do I want to give a better blowjob? I will take a class. I want to learn more. It's not just learning with my partner but also like getting, you know, getting your sexual IQ up. Yeah. And um so I took a, I took a course, um, uh, in, on hand jobs oh. and let me tell you, I, that I consider hands down, I will rock your world with these hands. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's the best thing to sit and give your guy a long hand job. And I'm talking about like, this is full on. He has to lay down. He's the receiver of all the attention and effort. He just ha- he just gets to lay back and be treated like a king. He doesn't have to reciprocate, although most men cannot keep their hands off you while you're doing this. Right. I have to be like, no, stop. You're the receiver. You're the receiver. But just what I love being able to do is to totally pamper him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I will. If you talk, want to talk about edging, I will edge the fuck out of you. You'll think you're you're finally I'm finally going to do I'm putting together all these hand maneuvers, things you've never had done, you've never felt. And then because there's different techniques and different moves, it will blow you away. And then boom, I'm going to back off. Ooh. And I'm going to do that <laughs> quite a while until you, you know, about an hour into it. By the time you come, you're going to be so ready.
1: I can imagine? See, because I edge so I know the loads that come with edging, so I gotta only imagine what you do. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Yes. (laughs) That's my favorite part. That is so gratifying. When I see that, I'm like I'm like on load check duty. Like I wanna see I wanna see it. And I I know what a good size load is. Like I know what that was I produced that.
1: Okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send everybody I know just to go listen to your podcast because they to see this this is more of what we need, you know. This is great, great content. Now, I just have to ask. You mentioned if I want to get better at something, you know, go take a class and whatnot. And then you mentioned blowjobs, and the only reason I say that is you recently interviewed a gentleman with a new toy for men for <laughs> to give head. How do you feel as a woman, knowing that there's such a device out there that can almost perfect a blowjob to the extent that you talked about a handjob right now?
0: Well, okay, yes, I'll be honest. At first I was like, I don't know, I'm feeling some kind of way. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> and I told Brian, I was like, I'm not sure. I'm still like processing. <laughs> because on one hand, I'm like, on the business side, I'm like, fucking genius. It and is. then on the other side, and my... If you if you listen, I don't know if you caught the whole thing. I at one point I just had to like kind of stop and I'm like, "Listen, let me pitch you my idea right now <laughs> yes, on the podcast." <laughs> Cuz I because I know what I know what you have on your hands if you're not even thinking about it, but what you need to do is just think about this. If you had every like if it was natural and every woman had her her blowjob uploaded to the cloud, her blowjob sequence uploaded to the cloud, and you can get a blowjob from any woman for maybe it's a buck, right? Mm-hmm. You got the, you download the library. You're like, oh, I want to get a blowjob from Layla, or that weather girl is so hot over at Channel Twenty. Uh, you know, like, and she, and hers is on there too. And it just like generates revenue yeah. for him selling the machines for the girls. I'm like, see, I would do that. I would not have a problem with that. It's virtual. I'm not touching anybody. Yeah. They're just, it's being performed by the machine. It's just, this is how I would give a blowjob to you. And do you want to experience that? Yes. Okay. Stranger in Europe. There you go. Give me a dollar.
1: Now to add to that, <laughs> would you add an add-on of a message from Layla? Not dedicated specifically to them, but motivational um, speech? <laughs>
0: Maybe they could have some. Maybe they could have some audio. You know, like if you wanted to pay more, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have some, it would be pre-recorded though. Because again, that's not sustainable model. I can't. can't my reach is going to be limited if it's an actual live oh, yeah. audio. Of course. Yeah.
1: See, uh, she's spitting a lot of game. You gotta understand this. If you want to start your own business, if you want to run your own business, if you're not generating money while you're sleeping, you're not doing it right. So keep that right. in mind.
0: This could be like, I could be, I could get to the Guinness book of world records for giving the most blowjobs on the planet. There you go. That would be,
1: <laughs> that would be a great way to start your podcast. A Guinness world record holder. <laughs>
0: I know everybody everybody like puts all their little accolades you know that could be mine (laughs) Guinness World Record holder most blowjobs
1: so you guys definitely got to go to Layla's podcast and listen to that one you gotta listen to everything she has great content but especially that one because when I heard downloadable blowjobs I was sold I was like "Mm -hmm."
0: I mean (laughs) what do you think would you buy one of those
1: well, you know what? That's um, that's a great topic because he mentioned it too, that, uh the toys or no, I'm not sure if you mentioned, but the guy toys are looked down upon. I think he did mention that like the women have, you know, accessible to toys, little toys, big toys, discreet toys. You can wear them while being out. And for us, buying yeah. a pocket puss and stuff like that is, is frowned upon for some reason i don't understand but i've been thinking for a while that i've never had a toy i've never even had a cock ring and i want one so yeah exactly yeah oh I, that's what i'm saying so i want to s-
0: No, you deserve it Th- come on thank
1: you yes no so i'm gonna start with the cock ring but yes yes i would hands down buy that toy in in a heartbeat
0: you should reach out to brian have him on your show and you'll get one for free
1: excuse me say what okay yeah definitely definitely
0: (laughs) i mean i'm getting. i got one for free although i have to it's not like i can't use it on me you know (laughs) like i'll use it on someone else and then we'll talk about it on the show has your
1: partner used it like do you have it with you has
0: i haven't gotten it yet it's still coming yeah
1: okay oh yeah yeah. so even more of a reason to go listen to layla for when she gets that and i'm definitely going to get in contact with him well layla this has been a pleasure two things i want from you one of them if Yes. You could give any advice to the women out there that want to explore their sexuality more, but are kind of holding back because of the stigma that comes with it. And then second, if you could just tell my audience where they can find you.
0: So actually, this is kind of like, it's all going to the same place. So to the to the women, uh, what I find is that if you have, if you could sit down and make a sex bucket list, then you'll know where to steer the ship. Part of the problem is saying, I would love to do this, but you're kind of like, but I don't know what I want to do. And I, and how, well, the first thing is get a bucket list, create a bucket list. And if you're not sure how to make one, I have a free course on my website. If you go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com, you can click on bucket list and there, you know, boom, there it is. It's a easy to do little course. It probably won't even take you an hour, but you'll have, it'll help you get focused on what it is that turns you on, what you'd like to do. And then if you have a partner, you can introduce that. I mean, what, what partner doesn't want to see this? Like this is fun waiting to happen here. And then you can check it off any way you want. You explore it together. Or if you're single, it's a great conversation starter. When you're out there saying, I am on a mission, I've got this bucket list. I want to cross these things off. Who wants to go along for the ride? And boom, you're going to get like ridiculous amounts of interested parties raising their hands. So, uh, so go do that. But then, um, the again the just if you want to find me in the podcast and everything you can go to the curiousgirldiaries.com i also have a private podcast that you can join and listen to it's kind of like all the stories behind the stories if you think i'm explicit and i give a lot of detail on The regular podcast, I am dishing even more uh, behind the scenes with the private podcast. Uh, You can also send me a voicemail there and you can link to all my social medias there. So CuriousGirlDiaries.com, that's kind of like the main hub to find everything.
1: Can I do the bucket list myself? Because I'm about ready to go over there.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Are yeah, you and your partner do it together? I mean, it's like so Great fun. Idea. You could rip little tabs. Out. Once you create, create the items, make little tabs, pull them out of a, a jar. Like, what are we going to do tonight? You know, like, I mean, there's just so many different ways you can really have fun with it. See,
1: that's a date right there. Me and my girlfriend are going to do that. So I appreciate it. Thank there you, you Thank you so much. So guys, I appreciate you for listening through. This has been Truth.com with True Be Told Podcast. I'm out.
0: Bye.